First of all, Arun, congratulations. Beautiful, beautiful courage. And just know, we are all with you. All of us here at Parmar Thinkathon. Just know that support is there, first of all. Second, know that you've taken just by putting this online, just by having the courage to share this online, that you've taken a huge step. It's not easy. I'm not going to kid you. It's not going to be easy. Indian culture, the Hindu tradition, is not yet at the place where it could be in embracing the absolute fullness of choices that we make, of embracing the absolute fullness of the differences in who we are that lead us to make these choices, in the awareness that it's not about rebellion, that it's not about something gone awry, that it's not about somehow a misfiring, that it's not even a problem. I'm not going to kid you, Arun. The culture is not yet fully there. But we're moving. We're moving. And it's going to feel slow. I know that. But what I want you to know is that there is already a growing and strengthening community, even within the Hindu community, even within the community in India, that understands, that understands that when we say God is in all, when we say the divine pervades all, when we say the world is one family, that that includes not only all races, all colors, all religions, all castes, but that it also includes all sexual orientations. We're moving there. Again, slowly, but we are moving there. And for you, you've taken, as I said, a very courageous step. Stay strong, not rigid. Don't shut down your heart. But keep that heart open. Think about a tree. The trees that are able to move gently in the storm are the trees that withstand the storm. The trees that are absolutely unmovable, rigid, stubborn, are the trees that come down. And what I mean by that is, you don't need to shut down your heart. You don't need to contract yourself rigidly against your family, against your culture, against your society. Let your heart be open. Because you, in your vulnerable struggle, to show people that you are exactly the same 
beautiful, amazing person they've always loved are the same. And the fact that you're attracted to boys instead of girls does not make you a different person. That it doesn't make you less divine, less amazing, less pure and perfect. That God doesn't love you any less. But it's going to require you to open your heart in that vulnerable way to them. And what I can tell you is that the truth, the truth is very powerful and it draws people to it. Do not be weak. Do not feel sorry. Do not apologize. Do not tell anyone, I am sorry that I am like this. You have no more reason to apologize for your sexual orientation than anyone does based on the color of their skin, how tall or short they are, how well they can sing or poorly they can sing, how good at math they are or not good at math they are. We're all born with an incredibly complex, infinite, tapestry that is woven together by this infinite number of threads. One of the threads is your sexual orientation. And that thread is a part of the perfect, divine, whole, pure, complete being you are. So don't apologize, ever. Stay grounded, stay strong, but also have compassion and understanding that not everyone understands. In fact, chances are, I don't know exactly where you live, but there may be more people who don't understand than people who do. And that's okay. Be compassionate with them. Help them understand and know that the love that people feel for you, if it's real, which in most cases it is, will stay with you. Lastly, though, I want to just help you understand something. The reason, the reason in this culture or one of the reasons, rather, I should say, that in this culture, there is what we could speak of as a, a narrow-mindedness toward homosexuality is not from a narrow-mindedness of mind, as it may seem. It's from the fact that the, the Hindu tradition is a tradition, remember, that is rooted ultimately in the idea that the highest purpose of life is to go beyond the calls of the body, right? We fast, we stay awake all night, we stand on one leg. So many of the, the religious 
and spiritual tapasya that we do, the sadhana that we do, is to remind us, to teach us, I'm not the call of my body. And so even married couples, for example, come on spiritual yatras. They are abstinent. Doesn't mean they'll never have sex again, but it means during this time, they observe abstinence. People don't eat food when they're fasting for spiritual reasons. Not that food is bad, but just to teach us, I'm not the calls of my body. In the nights when we stay awake all night, it's not that sleep is bad, but it's to teach us, I'm not the calls of my body. And the reason for all of these teachings is to deeply, deeply ingrain in us that core tenet of the Hindu tradition, which is you are not your body. Your ultimate dharma is to recognize that you are divine, that you're not the calls of the senses, you're not the hungers, you're not the thirsts, you're not the desires. And so even in a heterosexual tradition, if a heterosexual married couple went to a religious guru and said, God, you know, we just, we love to have sex. We have sex 30 times a day. We have sex in every room of the house, on every surface. That guru would say, mm, you need to move beyond that. That's not what you are here for. In the same way, when we go through the ashrams of life, right? Brahmacharya ashram phase, then the Grest ashram phase, householder. Then moving into vanprast ashram phase and ultimately sannyasa ashram phase. What does it mean? Even for heterosexual married people, once you've had children, you're supposed to move beyond those calls of the body. So the core teaching is the purpose of sex is to make babies. And when you are not making babies, as in 30 times a day, or as in after you already have had children and your householder duties are done, you're supposed to move beyond that. And herein lies one of the core dilemmas with homosexuality, is you're asking a religious tradition that by its nature is against the idea of sex just for pleasure of the body, to suddenly embrace sex that's not going to give children. And this is where, on a core level, one of the reasons that we see this discrimination. And this is where it's so important to help slowly educate even more the culture, the people. That just like a relationship between a man and a woman who love each other is not about sex, in the same way the relationship between a man and a man who love each other isn't about sex. That that's just one part of it.
And that in the same way that a married man and woman use that marriage as their path to God, use that marriage as their relationship yoga, in the same way, a man and a man, or a woman and a woman, can use their relationship as a yoga to get closer to God. But as I began, we're not quite there yet, where we need to be in the understanding in this culture. But it is happening. And you, you can be one of those lights. You can be one of those people who chooses to hold on to his faith, to his culture, to his tradition, to his religion, and to understand that you can still be deeply rooted in your culture, rooted in your tradition, and still be gay, and still be involved in a beautiful, loving relationship with a man. And then you, through your courage, through your vulnerability, will give that courage to other young men and other young women to also come out. So, congratulations for the courage. Congratulations for finding a beautiful partner of the heart. And I know that you're going to be a wonderful, a wonderful light for others. And again, just know always, especially in the dark moments where you feel alone, we're all here with you. And we love you. <laughs>